Podcast like a motherfucker. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a while. Um, don't really have an excuse. <laughs> I, I have been away for about a month, to be fair. Holidays. You were, you were on holiday as well, right? Yeah. Where were you? Canada. Canada. Yeah. I was Where were Mo- you? Mongolia. Mongolian rider? Yeah. I was riding horses across the Mongolian grasslands for three weeks. Nice. So that's, that's a small excuse. I actually made a podcast while I was away. You did? Yeah, I was recording like my trip, like just talking dictaphone style. Okay. Like the whole nice. trip, I did like five hours of recording or something. Jesus Christ, did you like upload it or? I haven't haven't edited it yet, but okay. I'll get around to it at some point. Nice. So welcome to Amatime Podcast, episode number. <laughs> 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 We're so professional. Yeah. After probably nearly two years now. When you guzzle down sweets, eating as much as an elephant eats. We still haven't learned to do this. Welcome to Amazon Podcast, (laughs) episode number 26. So, on today's show, we'll go through a bit of hobby. Um, talk about our upcoming tournament, uh, Giant Fanatic, that we went over in the last episode. Just a quick recap. Um, go over some of the news in the Ninth Age, and then um, talk about um, how five thousand points is a bit different to four thousand five hundred. Have you been doing any hobby recently? Yeah, I started painting my uh, Warriors of the Dark God army, Pestland themed. Yeah, and I used the Games Workshop guy. The he's called uh, painting guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He does he does videos on YouTube. Yeah, he he, he does I've, a video. On YouTube. Christopher was telling me about him, but I yeah. don't know what his name is. Oh, I can't remember. He's, it's gonna come to me, but 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 I was I was pretty amazed how easy it was to follow him, and how well my models got. I'm not used to like painting well, so this is kind of like an eye opener for me. And I've been painting like three ones chosen and twenty barbarians that is that I've been been painting now, and it's really nice. And he is called uh, Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> Yeah. Hasn't got War, a second War, name. Warhammer, Warhammer TV, Duncan. <laughs> He's owned by Games Workshop. He's not yeah. allowed a second name. 
and 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 obviously he uses a lot of of of, of paints, but. If you have them, I have something similar. That's it's it's really well, you nice. You can just mix the two tones together to make the middle tone or something. Yeah, like that. but he's obviously going to use a Games Workshop product and yeah. Yeah. So what? So you painted a few once chosen. Like, what was the technique that you like learned or that was different to what you usually do? He used uh, on these once chosen Pestilon guys, uh, the Black Kings, I think yeah. they're called from Games Workshop. He used a lot of washes. I think the belly is washed five times or something with different oh, wow. washes. Okay. So does it really to, make, to make the to make the um, the, the slime and yeah. the feeling that this is infected? Yeah. It's but it's uh, it ended up really well. Okay. Because I've never even considered using a tutorial. I'm pretty much a do-it-yourself kind of person. Yeah, but but I've been doing it myself and and that wasn't well. <laughs> <laughs> so now I needed success. Yeah. Maybe just gonna do something out of the box again, but probably gonna just gonna stick to this painting I found the entire army. Yeah. And you you also show me some pictures of your bases? Yeah, I've been doing bases. That I've been doing on my own without like tutorials. Yeah. So I've been buying a lot of nice uh, ice terrain. Uh, yeah, I don't think we posted any pictures, but no. it's really it will, nice. It will be in the it's, next night scroll. Uh, it's it's At the end amazing of next terrain I bought that yeah. for, for some guy. Yeah, and I wanted to make the, the bases. Same, the same uh, guy that's making the terrain for giant. Yeah, Planet. terrain vector. Yeah, and I wanted to make my bases uh, ice or uh, snow. Yeah, and I made like a, a frozen river uh, river and yeah, really snow cool. bases uh, and it's getting getting really cool what was the what was the process to make the ice on the river yeah so i painted with white uh a, a layer um uh, where the ice that need, needed to be did you, did you put green stuff down originally for the water or something no no just a right just on the on right the, right on the base on the base so white plain white yeah. you can use any color and I used uh, Games Workshop, Cancel Blue, but you could use any blue that yeah. you want, or green, or whatever you want. I think blue makes the best ice. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Sure. Thing. And then I used uh, Crackle Paint Is that for another company. I can't remember the okay. exact name, but I think you can use, I think a lot of companies are doing crack, Crackle Paint. So you put a, put a thick layer on, on there, and you wait two days for it to be entirely uh, dry. And it's just gonna do cracks on the base. So do you have to make the cracks yourself? No, we just kind of natural the way it dries. Yeah. Okay. And I just I looked at it and it looked like shattered glass. I asked my girlfriend, "What do you see when you're looking at this?" Because she doesn't know about Warhammer and all that, and she says that it looks like they're walking on shattered glass. And I was like, "Okay, I'm not, I'm not finished yet." Yeah. <laughs> and then I tried to dry dry brush with the with the bite. And it got really cool. I yeah, really, really, I'm really nice. nice. I think it's a really nice uh, finished. Yeah. And I did it around the model that was standing on the base. And what it did was all the cracks started in in within the model and went out. So it's, it looks like it's jumped onto the yeah, ice and, like and broke it the ice. Yeah. Just a little. It's look really amazing. Yeah, we can post some pictures of that on the show notes. Yeah. Um, and what was the unit that you're doing it for? Yeah, I'm 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 using Nurglings. Uh, a, a unit of nurglings where there's a lot of nurglings on, on some bases and I use them as barbarians in my War of the Dark Army yeah it's like a pestilence theme so yeah so the barbarians just like like into gloop yeah, it's <laughs> it's the old uh, metal nurglings that is really nice yeah. I've buy, been buying a lot of them yeah so the idea is that there's going to be a lot of nurglings on there yeah and uh, I made you a 
I know, like a bloodthirster slash uh, chimera slash giant monster, monster thing. thing out of ping pong balls and a lot last, of last green Last game has been a Vortex Fiend. Vortex Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good, a Vortex Fiend? Against Oliver, I just took a cannon to the face and died. Sorry, we've got a moth. I'm trying to... It was the, the Nurgle. The pestilence, pestilence flies <laughs> around. Yeah, uh, what as I, as I told you, I wanted to wait with that until I got the technique right. Yeah, that mm -hmm. is not the first biggest thing in my army I'm gonna paint. Do you because I want it to be really nice? Do you think that the techniques that you learn for the Black Kings will yeah. work on the they are the monster? They have a like a, a light skin on the Black Kings. Yeah, I think my fear is that it's gonna be a little too much on the, a, a model that size. Yeah. So I think it needs to have like a little green in it or something, yeah. but I'm still considering. Could you do the same technique with like a green base instead of like a pale skin base? I'm just assuming it's a pale base. Yeah, it's pale. Um, I'd, I have to rethink the, the, the all the layers and all yeah. that. But it's possible. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, well, I got back from Mongolia last week. Um, so I've only been back in Denmark for like six days now something and today I was I stayed home from work because I was a bit ill and I started painting my uh, forest rangers that's and I've I've converted the forest rangers from the games workshop shadow warriors and like basically done like a head swap with the the wildwood rangers models and then done a lot of green stuff and a lot of converting to fit the axes onto the shadow warrior models I think they look really cool. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really like the Wildwood Ranger models because they're all monoposed. They're all like in exactly the same yeah. pose. So I wanted to do something a bit different. Um, I think they're actually really nice models because I have thirty of the Eternal Guards, and they they were really fun to paint. Um, so I just wanted something like a little bit different that wouldn't be so monoposed. Um, so I just went with the Shadow Warriors because they're a bit more dynamic. And uh, I think the result's been really good. Um, I finished my first model today, and um, that's probably what I'll be working on for the next few months. Because <laughs> I have I have like twenty one, twenty of them. Then I have like a big unit filler with a a waystone. That's like nine models, like a three by three. And then yeah. so in total I have thirty bases. So I can have. A Is unit. there anything else than a stone? In? Uh, there's like a wizard like touching the stone okay and then it's going to be like lighting up is the idea yeah okay nice you, I think it's in there you can take a look um, I got that stone from uh, what's it called the one that we always go on about the Danish company what's it called uh, kingsgames.dk yeah, king, kingsgames.dk I bought it from there it was like 50 krona and it, I have two of them actually because I bought two because they were so cheap is it nice? Yeah, it's really nice. It should be in the back of the painting table somewhere in there. And that was the wizard that you gave me. Yeah, I remember. So it's just like a giant stone with an elf symbol. Yeah, a waystone. And uh, I converted the... I had to do the green stuff to make the symbol because it was like some other different symbol. So I like green stuff, the silver elf symbol from the front of the book on top. Nice. Yeah, so that's been my, my hobby. Um... How how do you how do you feel like waiting for two point to come? Are you changing your hobby strategy? Because I know Andy he's waiting for the Dark Elf book to come. 
before he does any hobby? Are you just doing it, or are you? Waiting? I'm I'm doing the Warriors of the Dark Army because I really like the pestilent theme. I think it's yeah. really cool. And but, uh, right, because right there's not going to be a pestilent theme in the new rules. I'm just gonna. I'm still gonna play yeah. with the models. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, right now, I'm I'm been fielding like a, a giant guy on a, on a fly as a lord of change on a disc. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking with the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for some mailbag. With Mailbag, um, I did a bit of a silly mistake last night when we were recording and clearly my three-month hiatus in Mongolia has made me completely inept at using my recorder and I forgot to actually press save on the recording at the end last night, Uh, so I completely missed the Mailbag discussion. So apologies to Rasmus there for wasting 20 minutes of his time. But I'm uh, just going to go over real quick what we kind of discussed last night. So we had a couple of mails from um, from two guys uh, last month. Um, the first one, he's from uh, Michigan in America. <coughs> a guy called Andrew Heats. So thanks for the mail, Andrew. He likes the podcast, he's a competitive player, he likes to hear players with similar mindsets across the pond and especially from a country not called England, so I guess he likes a bit of a different point of view. Um, He made, he sent us the email mostly to plead for the love of all things, remove whatever new wave synth bullshit jams you instituted for your topic breaks in podcast 25. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the way I choose the music on the show is pretty much whatever is last on my playlist, um, and I just chuck it in. Uh, sometimes I ask people, but uh, usually I just put whatever, whatever I've been listening to last, and it goes straight in. So, Sigaros uh, is like an Icelandic folk band, and um, yeah, it's not for everyone. So, um, sorry about that one. I will uh, endeavour in the future to put some more interesting music on than uh, than the new wave synth bullshit jams. <laughs> um, if you would like to suggest some music for the podcast, you're more than welcome to send us an email. Um, otherwise, uh, you're going to have to deal with whatever music I choose. I'm I'm more than happy to actually put the music that people suggest in, but you just got to send me an email. Um, otherwise, it's going to be my personal tastes. <coughs> he also says he's asking us about now the US uh, have done really well at the ETC. They tied for third place, ended up fifth overall. Um, Chris Mintz being number one overall, and two players on the team being undefeated in the ETC. Is the misconception about the US being shit still applicable? 
or has one tournament with many good showings changed some thoughts? Uh, personally, for me, um, Rasmus and I discussed this at length uh, last night, but uh, I th- I said, well, one good tournament does not necessarily mean that the US is suddenly good players, but great job, guys, for, for doing well. Third place is absolutely fantastic. Um, you deserve it, obviously, and the guys who were who were playing on the ETC ETC team are clearly clearly good players. However, um, the ETC team being indicative of the whole nation is probably not going to be true. But uh, I'm not saying US are bad players at all. But uh, the <laughs> the from the battle reports on YouTube, I think they just should just uh, practice a bit more and get better. But clearly, clearly the ninth they scene is going there, and uh, yeah, fantastic job with coming third place. So yeah, definitely improving. But we have to see a few more good results before we start putting them up there as one of the the top nations. Um, he also says if you're interested in checking out some YouTube content while painting or podcasts, um, Detroit Ninth Age Club has a channel called Evershade Gaming. Um, you can find podcast content on there, so check those guys out. I haven't done it yet, but I will probably have a look today if I have some time just to see what they're about. Um, P.S. Remember to get rid of the n- new ass dribbling intermission sound breaks. Very respectfully, Andrew Hates. So thanks, Andrew, for that email. I will endeavour to change the music on the next show. Um, and as I said, if you like to get some music that you like, send me an email and uh, I'll put it in for you. Uh, We had another email from a guy called Peter Jackson. He says, I love your podcast. I'm a long-time dwarf player and take issue with your description of a king on shield bearers. With strength 6, multiple wounds, D3, 1+, plus 4+, plus as a ship build. Mine is very similar. Strength 7, multiple wounds, D3, 2+, plus 4+. plus. So, um, we talked about this on the last show. Um, we went through, um, someone had given us a list and we were talking about how we didn't really like his Dwarf King build. Basically, the difference here between Peter's build and the build that we talked about is uh, strength 6 compared to strength 7. So Peter has a higher strength attacks and he has one less armor save, so it's a 2 plus rather than a 1 plus. I mean... Rasmus and I, again, we discussed this at length last night. But uh, basically, we said that strength 7 is just miles better than strength 6. It's just a magic, magic strength when you get to strength 7. It makes a 1 plus armor save a 5 plus armor save. Or a 1 plus rerollable a 5 plus rerollable. Which is infinitely, infinitely worse than a 4 plus or a 4 plus rerollable. Um, and the extra armor save is just not really that much of a big deal when you have a 4 plus war save and high toughness. So the Shrimp 7 just makes that. Is it Shrimp. The, the build that Peter's describing here, Shrimp 7, multiple wounds D3, 2 plus, 4 plus, is a very good build. But when you're, just, when you're Shrimp 6, you just don't cut it. You, you can't really compete with those, those really tough characters. The guys with bluffers home that you're wound, when you're wounding them are probably now on a two plus rather than a three plus. That makes a big difference, and uh, you can also wound things like ancient dragons, sphinxes much easier at strength seven. 
So the short the short version is Shrimp Seven outweighs Shrimp Six by a long margin. Um, as we said on the last show, we are not dwarf players. So he says smashing cannot be used on the King of Shoebearers or Throne. Fair enough. Didn't realize that. Um, if you can take smashing, take smashing. It's probably the best, one of the best offensive items runes in the whole game. But at Shrimp Six, you're just not a significant threat to enemy characters. Even like an elf character, if they've got a one plus armor save, it's like a four plus armor save. Half your wounds are getting saved. It's, it, when you have four attacks, it's just nothing. Um, he also says Forge Wardens are shit at the moment. What edition are you playing? This is 1.3. <laughs> um, we again talked to this at length last night and discussed how Forge Wardens are a really good unit. You can run them 10s, you can run them 15s, you can run them 20s, and they're always going to get that their points back, we feel. They're a really strong shooting unit. They're quick to fire with strength 5. They can stand and shoot all the time because of the dwarf rule. So you're always going to get those strength 5 shots off. Um, it's important to, to try and place them in a way that defends your flanks and that the enemy are not going to get cover from forests or ruins or other terrain. Um, they're also pretty good in combat. They've got a 4 plus armor save, a 6 plus ward save, fireborn, they're strength 4, toughness 4, leadership 9, weapon score 5. They've got all the combat stats, they're a good shooting unit and they're 28 points in model. So they're a really solid unit all round. I think we we, we both said that we would be taking units of 10 in a list at least. And I, I even said that I would suggest a unit of 20. It's about 600 points but it's a really tough nut to crack and and they shoot at strength 5 with quick to fire so you can you can move in all directions and still shoot you can pretty much stop any unit from charging at you like no one wants to take loads of strength 5 shots especially like as an elf player myself it's the worst unit to go against with elves because the strength 5 just ruins you it takes away your armor save it wounds you on a 2 plus <clears throat> Um, you don't get any modifiers for for getting for when you're standing and shooting. You can always stand and shoot. Yeah, it's unless you have to charge this unit in the flank, or you or you're gonna die. Like as a silver Nova player, I remember playing these a few times, and like having my wild riders charging them is just the worst possible thing. And you can't even go around the side because they'll just move and shoot you. Um, yeah. I think this is a really solid unit. I, I'm not sure if you if you think that they're really shit, then tell us why. But I, I think they're a good investment in points. They don't even compete in the army for other things because the only other thing in the category is the the helicopters. <clears throat> and I think you can still fit one or two of those units in and the forge forge wardens. So yeah, try them out a bit more. Maybe maybe there's more legs than we think, or maybe we're completely wrong. As we said before, we're not dwarf players. Um, so yeah, thanks Peter again for uh, sending in the email. Hopefully we've answered your questions. Uh, if not, feel free to send us another email. And of course, anyone else have any questions about what's coming up on the show today or any other topics, always welcome to get in touch.
Um, last episode we talked about our upcoming tournament, Giant Fanatic. Um, or rather, it's more of the community's tournament, I feel. Yeah. I say our tournament, we're running it, but it's for everyone. Um, that's coming up in 10 days' time. Yeah, so it's going to be nice. Next weekend, super excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good. The yeah. event, the event is the, like the location is really cool, and um, yeah, we 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 got all this terrain and stuff, and the ter- the prize of the terrain set is going to be really cool. I haven't seen it yet, but I know he's pretty much finished. He's just got to paint it now. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. No. So yeah, that's going to be really good. Um, we had a few submissions of narrative lists. Yeah, like around 10 or Yeah, something. about 10. I think we've only approved two of them. I think. I approve one. Uh, approve and you approve one. Or two? Two? Two. Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. Two, I think. Yeah. So, there's a few there, but uh, it hasn't been very... I mean, it's been popular. Like one in 10, I guess. One in eight. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like... I think somebody's just posting their easy <laughs> list, yeah. list and like hoping that ten lines of uh, history would like make it okay. And no, you can't. You can't just take your ordinary <laughs> list and just add history and to write it. Narrative to it doesn't that, work, really work like that's that. That's not narrative. <laughs> I think just just to kind of clarify for the listeners and and people who are just interested, what we were what we were kind of hoping for was a narrative list that had a really solid theme. Um, let's just take B-Suds for example, because we've had a few of those mm-hmm. that we've declined. Um, if, you're, if you're trying to do like a, a centaur list, and you have like two centaur characters, and then a minotaur character, and the list is themed around centaurs, then that, that's not a narrative list because there's like a minotaur in the middle of the centaurs. Yeah, and to us that didn't really make sense. Like for for instance, I've I've heard this guy. I don't know if he's coming with it, but he talked about filling an entire army of uh, cave goblins. Cave goblins, yeah, they're called cave goblins now. Or yeah. Just arrived to say, <laughs> I, I was I saved you. <laughs> yeah, um, and 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 this guy just just didn't apply for narrative army. But if yeah. if he like posted a, a a list with cave goblins and dashes and all that, he would easily get like the narrative you yeah. didn't even have to write that much history no exactly so so long as it was all like a uniform mm. list it probably would have got accepted um, I don't want to say the list that we got just because obviously people are trying to want to keep the list secret yeah they're probably going to feel it anyway yeah um, but yeah we had we had a couple that we that we um, agreed to yeah but yeah. and when we were in doubt we declined yeah exactly yeah, if, if we weren't sure that it wasn't obvious, then we said no. I mean, how, how do you feel about the what could be in the new um, in the new Warriors book? I'm I'm hoping that they're like uh, make some some Warriors items that items that you want to play with on your characters, and I think they need to make. Whatever, like upgrades on the unit, whether it be marks or whatever they call it, they have to be be equally good. Yeah, that's really difficult to do as well. Yeah, I think it's really difficult to do, but I think right now some 
marks are a lot better than others. Yeah, for instance, lost right now. Yeah, so look, like the weight crazy good. Yeah, it's better than the other. But if it's appropriately costed, is that not okay? Yeah, but but when you when you when you're building your like cast lord, and you'll just almost pay any, anything for him. Yeah, yeah not anything, matter. but but like yeah. 100 points for the mark, you'll still yeah. choose it if you want it. I think you're definitely right about the magic items, though. I think it would be really nice to see some new racial magic items that are a bit more interesting than the ones that we have right now. Because with most books, there's like one or two weapons, yeah. and it's kind of like a bit old. And some of them aren't that good, so... I mean, how how do you feel? Like, what what would be if you could have like one magic item for Warriors of the, the Dark Gods? What would it be? I'm playing Pestilence, so I, I would definitely want a flail that did something poisonous or something like that. Maybe maybe a weapon like a flail that was good against rank and file, like a everyone hit. Touched by gets toxic attack or something. Yeah, something like that. Or yeah. every, every, hit, every, every every wound that you do, every hit causes does toxic, something. Toxic every wound attack, does yeah. something. Something like That'd that. Be quite cool. Something that that doesn't make him a character killer, but make him a unit killer. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like every wound just like deals. Not, not that he had to vaporize yeah. unit, but that could be really yeah. cool. But it, but he had to be on foot or something. Yeah, I think that's a good way of limiting characters actually. Like by having some of the items to be on foot. I know that I'm pretty sure the Bluffers Home is gonna get axed. Yeah. Fuck the Bluffers Home. Yeah. Way too it's way too strong. Um and that, that leads us nicely to the next segment. On the forum recently there's been a little bit of information coming out about two point which is really nice to hear. Um you can see I think if you go to your individual forum there's probably a thread on there which is talking about like upcoming news or 2.0 wish list or uh, things that are coming out for 2.0 um, on the Highborn Elf forum it's High Elf General and News Discussion and it's post 1897 so it's uh, it's in there somewhere it's on page page 95 oh, Jesus so this is like an ongoing discussion, but this is where they're putting all the updates. So I'm just following this thread. And um, a few days ago, they posted... Was it a few days ago? Monday. Monday they posted um, a little bit of info about some of the magic items that the Highborn Elves will be getting. Um, and I think they actually did the same for Silver Elves and also Dark Elves. So I'm assuming they did it across the board for all the armies. So... Go and take a look at your forum and uh, and see what there is on that thread. So um, first up, they kind of just like gave a general uh, overview. Um, but the interesting information is um, about the armor enchantments that they are coming out with. Um, the Demon Hunter Helm is going to get a minor redesign, which will make it cheaper. And but it keeps its role of wear it on a mobile lord and go hunt those magic weapon wielding characters. So specific rule, right? Yeah. So I, I'm not sure exactly um, exactly what this means. Maybe it will be like a four plus ward save, but like really cheap. 
Yeah, but then it's gonna be like if it's Fogless World Save or something similar, it's gonna be like hunt that magic weapon wielding character and get killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's like 20 points or something, then maybe it's yeah, worth it. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah, if it's 3+, plus, then it's better. But I think right now it's like 80 points or something. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's expensive. It's really expensive. So maybe that's just... It says a minor redesign, so whether that's the rules will change, I don't know. Um, the next one is an armor enchantment, which is for... Characters on foot, such as the Royal Huntsman, the Warden of the Flame, and the Fleet Officer, even a Master of Cranrig Tower. So this is going to be a new piece of armor um, for foot characters. So I guess it's for for characters with great weapons. So it's not going to be like. So so this is the kind of like enchantment you give to an armor. That's this is enchant the heavy armor, right? Yeah. So the way the way that the new magic items will work, I think, is that you have like. A piece of armor or a piece of like a weapon and then you enchant that weapon so you have a great weapon and then give it an enchantment you have a halberd and you can give it a weapon enchantment and it's the same enchantment for like a hand weapon a great weapon whatever yeah. and same for armor it's a good idea yeah makes it a bit more interesting yeah so i have no idea what this one will be um i would guess it's like uh either an innate defense or a two plus armor save with an extra additional effect. Maybe it's like a on foot only with a 2 plus rollable armor save. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know what to expect with, with that one. Um, the third armor enchantment is a gleaming robe. So it's redesigned as a protection for mages, which is interesting because it's an armor enchantment. So maybe that, maybe that lends to wizards being allowed armor. Okay, but I mean, is that is that counter to fluff? I mean, how how many how many games and stuff do you know that wizards can't wear armor? Warman, you know, it's been like a thing. That yeah, but uh, why? Like maybe they're just gonna change it. And don't, so don't, don't you, I think Dungeons and Dragons have something as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know. I, think, uh, I, think, I don't think you can wear armor. Like Elder, Elder Scrolls, it used to be like. If you're wearing like armor, then your magic is like reduced by a percentage. Oh yeah, it's the same in Dungeon Dragon. So you will have a twenty percent chance yeah. of your spell not going off. Yeah. So, but maybe this is just a, a change. So, gleaming robe is going to be protection for mages. Um, is that they don't know if the matter of Cranry Tower will be able to wear it. Um, but they're looking at, looking at it at the moment. But this is an item that. With the ethereal rules changing to a three plus five plus ward safe, that got really hurt because you don't really want your archmage stood in the middle of the swordmasters getting spanked. When <laughs> basically with a two plus ward safe, you can kind of you you can risk it, but when it's a three plus five plus, you you don't want to risk yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to risk it. So uh, I hope this is going to be a way of having that wizard in the front line. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just going to be foot mages as well. So we'll see. But it's, it's positive, because that's one of the items that was needing a redesign. Um, the final one, for me, is the most interesting. Um, it's a shield enchantment. Uh, fleet officers, griffin commanders, fiery heart 
dragon mages and ancient dragon prince who will not want to leave home without it. And that just makes me like come in my pants a little so, bit. So it's a fleet officer on sloop, griffin commander, and some dragon things. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's clearly gonna be something to Big protect. flying. Yeah, flying flying models protection. So probably hard target or something like that. Yeah. Hard target or ward save against shooting or hope it's not too expensive. But yeah, if it's too expensive, it's probably just gonna be on the ancient dragon. Yeah, because but still, but fiery heart, young dragon mages. That kind of implies that it's essential piece of kit for them. But Griffin commanders as well. I've been playing double Griffin at five thousand points. Oh yeah, but but yeah, it could be nice to have some like shooting defense on your your griffins. But it's more important on like an ancient dragon. Yeah, it's gonna be good on ancient dragon. It just makes me super excited. Just the the dragon will get a bit of a boost, so that's nice. Um, yeah, what what's your overall opinion on these? I'm optimistic, but I think it's too early to say anything. Yeah, sure. I like it. It it doesn't like we have to guess the rules, so I'm really excited that they are spending this much time on it. It tells me that they're doing it like yeah. probably, and we all know that I'm gonna hit bullseye first time. But as of like like they did with this, this edition, I think this nine fates or warhammer have never been more equal. Yeah, I agree. We have never seen more different builds being used and yeah. win. See win. I was just a, if you want like a, like the the length of of time that they go to balancing and like listening to the community I was like I, I've been I've been at home all day so I've had a lot of time and I was like kind of browsing the forum a little bit today looking at some stuff because obviously I've been away for a month and um, I went on the Silver Elves like forum uh, like internal forum yeah and uh, the, I just and I saw like oh forest rangers I was like I've been painting rangers today so I clicked on it and it was like a feedback from the forest rangers that the like the I think it's like army committee team or something like the pe- people that manage the forum like they collect all the feedback from the community and then they put it in this on this page and it was like pages and pages and pages like every single thing that someone had wrote on the forum was like transferred onto this page so that they could read through it all Nice. I was I was quite impressed that they went to the length of getting every single piece of information and putting it into one place about each unit. So if you want to be a massive troll, you can just write something stupid about <laughs> a unit and it will get <laughs> it will get uh, taken into account. And I, I really like that. I really like that they're that they're acknowledging the community and taking everything that people say into account when they're doing the des- redesigns. Yeah. When I'm on the forum, I think to be positive, like saying in a positive way, is to say people are playing in a different meta than I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. And, and I'm really like, if they have to listen to all that, yeah. like people from, let's say, different meta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how to, how to cope with that, like. Yeah. Someone's Do they like, have to oh, listen to really, everything? This is really broken. It's like, 
Yeah. And everyone has a different opinion. It's like I remember one guy said on the Dreadful form when they had to remake uh, the, I, I think it was Kraken they asked about, and he just said, "Just make it a dragon, goddammit. <laughs> without wings." <laughs> okay. And I was like, "But nice if they are considering it." But yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. So sometimes people will post stuff and it like I mean I, I was really I read through most of the comments about the rangers mm. and some of them were like a bit bit over the top I thought like, different meta yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like yeah well let's uh, make them initiative 6 and weapon skill 6 and strength 6 yeah. with halberds or something uh, like free attacks yeah yeah it was kind of like it was some of them were kind of like a, a big buff and I was thinking that's maybe a little bit too much but uh, yeah, some of the suggestions were really good. Like for me, the, the things that popped out for me were like make give them like a role as monster hunters, so they get like swift stride against monsters, or like they they can avoid stomps, things like that. Like yeah. half, get like half stomped, like the stomps you divide by two or something, or like multiple wounds against monsters, things like that. Poison against monsters. Yeah. Like that kind of thing to give him like a more identified role, which I thought was really interesting. Nice, but we'll see what they come up with. I mean, n- none of this is like what's going to happen at all. It's just me like wishlisting and just reiterating what the community has asked for. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I know that the they're doing a bit of redesign. I'm not sure if we're getting any new units in general, but I think uh, a lot of the books are getting like tweaks here and there rules changes and things so that's quite um, exciting to look forward to next in the news there's new scenarios come out oh yeah yeah um, this was just something that popped up on the on the news blog um, last week while I was away uh, sneak peek on deployment and secondary objectives so there's two new deployment types so the first one is called dawn assault um, this is like a classic deployment, but you start 10 inches from the center rather than 12. Um, the only difference in this is that you can choose to keep up to two units as reinforcements, and they follow the rules for ambushes, but they can only arrive in game turn one and be placed along the your own long table edge, so the back of your deployment zone. The other special rule is that you can only deploy cavalry and light troops or scouts within 12 inches of the short table edges. So it kind of boxes you in a bit and you can bring on units after the battle starts. How do you how do you feel about this one? I think I think it it's it's it sounds nice. I can't like I don't know how to use the ambushing rule, but I guess someone is yeah, gotta get a deer. Like you could, you could have scoring units that your opponent doesn't know where they're gonna enter. Uh, yeah, maybe have like an important unit, like swordmasters or something. Yeah, that you want to wait and see where the enemy deploys. So you just say, okay, I'm just gonna keep my swordmasters off, and then uh, I can wait and see where the targets are for them, and then they're gonna come on 
in turn one, so I have them where I need them. Yeah, I guess if you have the second turn, the second first turn. Yeah, and also if you're not the one who starts not the game, shot the first you, turn. You're, you can, yeah, you can both hide something from shooting, but you could also like, like, um, have have a, have an important unit that you could flank your opponent with. Yeah, I know it's different, difficult to flank from your own deployment zone, but I think you could you could widen your own deployment zone this way. Yeah, if you try to stretch him. And also, if you want a unit in that twelve inch from the edge, if that's where you want to put your unit, let's say you're playing dwarves. Oh yeah. And you want a castle. Then you can bring on that that like castle unit in that twelve inch box. Yeah, but on the on yeah, game turn one, yeah. rather than having to move there. Yeah, but thank God, enduring mountain is dead. <laughs> you think? Actually, I, I I haven't seen any anyone doing it for uh, quite a while. Okay, <laughs> I've been seeing dwarves aggressive. I've seen like double king lists all yeah, over the, the shop. Uh, uh, aggressive horde armies of dwarves, but yeah, not the enduring mountain. Fair enough. Um, but I think I like this one. I think it's quite good. Bit bit different. Um, it's nice. So this one, number six is called marching column. So it's a classic deployment, 12 inches from the center. Um, you choose a short table edge. So let's say you chose the left side. Uh, when you deploy the first unit, um, you after the first unit, the second unit has to be further away from the short table edge that you chose. So it kind of like goes across the table. And... Um, you can choose to make all undeployed units that are not scouting or ambushing delayed. Delayed units follow the rules for ambushing units, except that they must be placed touching the long table edge in the owner's deployment zone. Um, war machines, characters, and scouting units ignore these rules. I didn't spot this the first time we read the deployment. I think it's a big thing that war machines ignore this. One, because that is when you're playing against war machines. That's quite important to know where they're gonna yeah. be deployed. I've, yeah, I thought this was a way to like counter them a little see bit. See where they get get it, gonna get deployed. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't know how I feel about this one. I think it's confusing. I think we have to like play, play test it. it. Yeah, play it a bit to see if it works. But yeah, I mean, it's, it seems different, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I think the the two scenarios now that you can like bring on your units is ambushing, delayed, whatever. Yeah, I think that's an interesting dynamic to the game. As we said, you you can kind of get maybe get some favorable matchups and things. I'm not. I'm not really sure how it how it will affect the games. I think it's nice and simple. Yeah, not too much. If we'd seen these before uh, Giant Fortnite, we could have used the scenarios. Yeah, I, I was. I was yeah. thinking the same. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's also two new secondary objectives. Uh, one called Gold Diggers and one called King of the Hill. Um, gold Diggers. You place three markers along the dividing line, um, kind of evenly spaced, basically. 
Um, you can pick up the markers with scoring units, and it's the the person who has the most markers at the end of the game who's the winner. Um, to pick up a scoring unit, you move over it. You can carry the markers, but you if you have three ranks, then your march rate is set to the advanced rate, so you can only move five inches if you're an elf, for example. Um, if the unit is destroyed, it flees, or no longer contains any models of scoring, then the all markers carried by the unit must be placed within three inches of it. So, same sounds pretty straightforward. How how do you feel about this one? It looks fine. Yeah, it looks fine. It looks like something that has been been going on at tournaments or something. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like. Uh, I, 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 I think this also needs to be playtested, and I hope hopefully they have. Uh, I don't see what could go get go wrong here, but but definitely gotta get some questions out there. Like, can you do this or can you do this? Yeah. Or when do you move over? Or do you have to touch by an inch? Or yeah, I think something like blade dancers are gonna be awesome at this. Yeah. They just run up, grab the marker, and then run away. Yeah. Because they would, they have no ranks so that they can move 10 inches. Give them a movement banner or a triple march banner. Oh, yeah. Zoop. Yeah. <laughs> Yoink. And then <whistles> behind the impassable terrain. <laughs> See you later. Knights. Yeah, knights. Just 18 inches, 16 inches, whatever. Yeah. But you have to, you have to run into the middle of the table. It's a bit like a dodgeball or something like that. Like you need to run and get the ball and then run okay, back. So, so let's say you you start in the classic deployment. Yeah. So you are playing something with a lot of knights, something quick. Even like if you're doing that uh, so in you're, circle deployment, so then you're, you're really far up. You're you're moving, take the objective, and you just bag off for the rest of the game. Yeah. So your opponent really has to catch you. Yeah, and it also really makes you want to have musicians. Yeah. Because you can run your knights up. Stop, get the marker, and then in your next turn you swift reform and then move away. Yeah. Because otherwise you otherwise you have to go forwards pretty much or wheel. You can be one line, moving <laughs> up, taking it. Yeah. Reform. Reform uh, to Yeah. Five wide or something. Uh, this is getting a bit stupid. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm seeing <laughs> this coming. Conga Knights. Hey! On a line boys! <laughs> This is gonna be a bit stupid, I think. But uh, one wide, five wide, one yeah. wide, five. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this one works. Uh, I'm not sure about the scenario. This, to me, this is more like a fun scenario that you see at Giant Fanatic than. Uh, a, I think than an ETC. I don't scenario. know. I, I, will, I will have to try it, but one wide, five wide. One <laughs> wide. <Yeah. laughs> so the the last uh, the last one is King of the Hill. Um, they haven't really given us a full description of this so I think it's probably just a mistake but basically um, you pick a piece of terrain and then I guess you have to um, have that piece of terrain like uh, an objective and then both players choose a piece of terrain so I guess if uh, if you both control at the end of the game it's a draw if, uh, if one person controls one or two and the other person doesn't have any then you win I think this is fine I think it's going to be good for something like Silver Elves. They just choose a wood. Aggressive armies. Yeah. You can choose like a wood in their deployment zone. And just run over there. 
Yeah, if you think you can beat him. Yeah. But you get like the rerolls to one in the woods. And yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's okay. Um, there's some other small changes. I'm not going to go through them all. But maybe you want to talk about this one real quick? Oh yeah, the capture the flag one that made a small change that if you have less than three scoring units, your opponent just going to choose a unit that gains scoring for the duration of the game. Yeah, so this is making it even. I guess. So you can you can you can you can play without having three scoring units. Yeah. Uh, and your opponent just chooses like some, some, something he thinks <laughs> he can kill. Yeah, war machine. Depending on the army or yeah, I think this is kind of pushing you to take three scoring units rather than forcing you. Yeah, I think this is like saying you need to have three scoring units. Because, for example, like a war machine, that's quite easy points. In the old days, you just gave the points away. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that true? Yeah. So if you only had two, you would were down by one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then it doesn't really make any difference then. Yeah. So yeah, it's slightly even. I think I think most armies have three scoring units. Yeah. Some you, some are having like seven or eight. Yeah. Like if you play ogres. Where are they? Yeah. I think we're gonna see some ogre players with a lot of scoring units. Giant fanatic. Yeah, I think ogres can make a really good army. Yeah, ogres and vermin swarm. That's my my tip for the winner. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't want to make yeah predictions. Predictions like pressure on players, but maybe yeah. maybe we should talk about that. Uh, have we, a, we 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 could bet an army each, and we could bet something. Okay, what do you want to bet? I don't have any good idea okay what would so, you so I've, are, are we betting on a, on, a, on a player on a, a on an army first let's talk about 5,000 points oh yeah and then afterwards we'll talk about what armies are good at 5,000 points and what armies are not as good at 5,000 points sure and then we'll make a decision on which army we think is the best and then the winner gets to write an army list for the next for the other so if I win I get to write an army list for you for the next time we play against each other. You sure? Yeah. And if I win, I'll... You get to write an army list for me the next time we play each other. Yeah. So you can write like any kind of crazy army list you want. Have like a wizard with magic carpet or whatever. <laughs> whatever stupid items there are. Like a dragon lord with a... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Wizardhood. I like tar- the small chariots for health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only, only have one of those. <laughs> yeah, we're going to feel a mate in there. Yeah. <laughs> mate in a chariot. Yeah. I actually saw someone on the forum running a mate in a chariot. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we'll say that.
back to Amatime Podcast. Again, here with Rasmus and myself, Henry P. Miller. Um, we're going to talk about 5,000 points lists because we've been playing 5,000 points for the last couple of months. Um, Giant Fanatic, we wanted to do something a little bit different and we sort of thought of that just by changing it to 5,000 points completely alters the meta and without actually having to make any kind of comp system. So, Rasmus, what's your first impressions of 5,000 points? Yeah, so I've been playing like five games or something with Warriors of the Dark Army, Dark God Army, and I've not like been playing 4,500 points with Warriors, so 5,000 points is really nice. That means you can feel two laws in a BSP or yeah. a Demon Prince Lord in a BSP or a yeah, you, you can, can kill out you your really three characters. You can have three three big characters because you have like two thousand two hundred or something yeah. fifty points yeah. on characters, and and I feel like like the size of the armies is better than four thousand five hundred, or maybe it's just that it's something different, and yeah. we don't see those etc lists. Yeah, uh, it's it's the same kind of across the board. Like with the high elves, you can. You can fit in two Griffin guys and a wizard, or two Griffin guys and a BSB, or like an ancient dragon and a BSB and a wizard, rather than having to have them all in in two models. Um, so I think I think you have a, a lot more options at five thousand points. Yeah, and I think I think obviously if everyone was playing five thousand, then the meta would settle in a different way to what it has after two years. I like I like the, that that giant fanatic doesn't have a subtle meta. Yeah. So no one really knows. Yeah. What's and and I, I know some guys are just taking their etc the usual army and just just adding five hundred points, but I don't think that's the best armies. No, probably not. But I think a lot of guys are doing that. I was considering doing with my dreadelf army. Just if I had to play, yeah. I would just take my my chairs and will upgrade them to Kraken's. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's yeah. How many krakens can you fit in at five thousand points? I, th- I think I think realistically three krakens and a chariot, and then the fifty corsairs there and yeah. the three characters. That's that's pretty good. But then all armies are kind of the same. You can fit in a bit more in all armies, so it kind of yeah. balances out. I mean, I I've played quite a few games with five thousand points. Maybe I would say six or seven. Um. With the elves, I don't think it's as quite as good. I think they're better at smaller points values. Yeah, because shoot, shooting and avoidance is better than small points. Yeah. So, uh, like, with the elves, I'm just, like... I find that I'm, I'm not adding any strong elements. I'm kind of just making the units a bit bigger. Yeah. Or adding another character. If you already are fielding as many, like, bullfrog as you can... Yeah. You don't... Get the light, yeah. Like. Yeah, it's it's just kind of that. It's those armies that you can double up on a monster, or do, like triple up on a monster, or something like that. So you you kind of attrition with one extra thing. So instead of coming at you with two krakens, then there's now you have to deal with three krakens. Yeah, and that makes it harder. Assuming that they don't have the tools to deal with two. Because yeah. usually when you face an army with two monsters, which is quite common, 
you can usually deal with the first one and then the second one you have to take like, some punishment for yeah, it yeah they're going to eat something but with three that's like one and a half and that makes them much better yeah how about like magic at 5000 points do you think it's Ma- magic is obviously uh, a little less important yeah it's still important enough to take I think but it's obviously like we play like 500 points more so fi- magic is not gonna get 500 points more yeah uh, crazy you, you or better it's just yeah. gonna stay the same so you can't kind of multiply that yeah so you only have so, x amount of power dice so extreme it out or let's say you're playing a thousand points yeah a power mansion mage is gonna make a diff- big difference but if you're playing 10,000 points uh, your power mansion mage is not gonna make a lot of difference yeah it's true um, so which armies do you think are the best at 5,000 points the best race uh, yeah, yeah which which race which race is kind of coming out out the woodwork for you for like what like which army plays if, best if at I, high if I had, value? Well, let's say I had, had half a year and all the armies I couldn't choose from yeah half a year to, to practice I would I'd say combat armies are better combat armies yeah I, I, will, I would probably take orcs and goblins I would say orcs and goblins as well that like third gargantula can you have three I don't know but maybe yeah, not to say anything too much about what I've been seeing so far yeah <laughs> um, we have a friend that plays orcs and goblins and he's been he's been filling an army that's quite nice okay what, yeah, I, I think I don't. I don't. I don't want to like say the list, what specific yeah. is in there, even the units, because I don't want people to prepare for it. Yeah. But you know what's in the Nox and Goblin Tower. You know what works, and he yeah. fielded that, and I think that makes the movement part easy. As a like, he can play aggressive. He can play defensively. He can take up obje- ob- objective. He has a lot of scoring units. Yeah. A lot yeah. of tricks. Yeah. And with the hidden list as well. Yeah, it's just yeah, like the hidden list. Yeah. 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 For me, I think uh, ogres and vermin swarm, I think, are two armies that do really well. Yeah. Because you can get that third unit of tuskers. You can get that third, like mammoth. Yeah, I, I got or, my ass kicked by an ogre player. Yeah. Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> and like all the scoring units, like because you have more core. So like the more core is also like an incentive to have more scoring units. So if you're if you're running an elf army that like you pretty much taking the same number of scoring units as you would normally. Like may, like maybe you have another unit of archers that doesn't really make a big difference, but like an ogre army where there's like another unit of bruisers or another unit of tribesmen, that makes quite a big difference. And the same with the, the vermin swarm, that's like another unit of slaves or yeah. something like that. And the thing like the plague, the plague units are just so strong at that points points value. I think you can get quite a lot of them. I think the those those two armies are for me what I think is going to come out on top. Do you think there's any other armies that do really well? I I, I think the Vermintor army is going to beat the Ogrami, but I think the Ogrami is better than against other opponents. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm 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 still like feeling that feeling that Ogre can't. Yeah. It's is up there but I think if if a really good player played Orcs and Goblins and played Tess like 
Yeah. Uh, the ADC uh, player Manny. Yeah, I saw okay. Uh he, he could probably win. Yeah. Okay. The so are you going to make a prediction on which army is going to be top? Are you going to say Orcs and Goblins? Uh, in race? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Orcs and Not because I think it's the best, but, he, because, but because I... Without knowing all you guys participating in Jam Fnatic, I think some of the best players right now are in Ogrokans. Yeah, I agree. But without knowing if many is coming, I don't know. That makes a lot big difference. You can just look. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a look. If many is coming, I think I'll bet on him. So uh, I don't know what people are playing, but I think put my money down on something. I would probably say um, Ogre. August. What about you? Um, I'm not sure. Well, last year Sylvan Elves won. <laughs> <laughs> How about like something like Infernal Dwarves? I, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Undying Dynasties will win. Okay. Because you can get so many, um, so many constructs in there. Like three sphinxes, like shabtis, lots of ambushes. I think three sphinxes is going to be really hard for a lot of people to deal with. And I think there's going to be some lists that find like a really niche spot in there. Yeah. That uh, that um, can really take advantage of the extra points and also the hidden lists. Something like the Vanquisher. And like, there's a lot of items in that book that are pretty strong. But if I had to be smart about this, I would just take a look at the vote you made and I'll say what has the <laughs> most uh, players in it. <laughs> I think it's probably Ogres, right? Uh, Orcs and Goblins. Orcs and Goblins, okay. So how many Ogre counts? One. <laughs> and I don't think all people have... There's only Casimir that's voted for Undying Dynasties, so maybe not. So, so do you think Casimir is going to win? Uh, uh, maybe just change. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>, Casimir. <laughs> I know, Casimir, Kas- he's, he's wrote a really good list, actually. He's doing like what I said, with lots of, lots of um, constructs and stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, if you've got it all painted, at least. His army's really nice. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Orcs and Goblins because that's that's by far, I think, one of the best choices. Okay, saying, yeah. so, so you're saying... Orcs and Goblins. And I'm saying Overcounts. Overcounts. Yeah. Do, do you want to like, like, like put it down on a guy or... Oh, on a guy? Yeah. Not, not on... Uh, that you're holding on Orcs and Goblins, but if you, if you could choose a guy, would you... I would say, I'd say Manny, he's probably... He's ETC but he's, player he, but by he's, far. he's coming. I don't know. Maybe uh, Wilhelm Grufter. Maybe he'll uh, if he's playing ogres. He he's, played, he's a really good player. Yeah. As well. He he he's an ETC team. Um, maybe Lasse with the beast herds. Oh yeah, he's, he's a really good player yeah. as well. Oh, this is really hard. Maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win. I'm gonna put my money on Oliver. On Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. Our own I'm a time podcast. Yeah. I said I said Oliver would win the last tournament and he failed me, so I, I don't feel like I should say him again. I th- I thought he would win Battle of Copenhagen. 
But you are good at predictions, normally. Huh? I don't know. You predicted that my drill army would do well at warm-up. Yeah. But that's because you, you were good at it. You yeah. played it loads of times. But are you was playing an army that he's been playing so much right now? Yeah. He's been playing that army without any notable changes yeah. for a year or something. Yeah. And he's been playing a lot. I think he really wants to win as well. Yeah. So the pressure's on you, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, good luck, Oliver. Um, something interesting I saw. Dark Elves did really badly at ETC. Yeah. 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 Red Elves. Yeah. Red Elves. Yeah. I I I knew that because they didn't feel my army. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can write to us at amatimedk at gmail.com. You can also find me on the Night Fish Forum at Henry P. Miller. Otherwise, you can find all our tracks on SoundCloud. Just search for Amatime Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. <laughs>